Hey, this is Don Nyam, a.k.a. Stingray, from the movie Undefeatable, and you're listening to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. After their Shaolin temple is burned to the ground by Manchu oppressors, five students go on the run to seek out help and find the traitor who sold them out. But will their kung fu skills be enough to take on an army? Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Vita, and in this episode, let's put our hands up for the five Shaolin masters. Before we get going, I just want to remind my listeners across the pond about the first Fighting Spirit Film Festival taking place July 16th, 2016 at the Cineworld Cinema in London. This will be a showcase for 12 short films by some talented young filmmakers who are getting ready to light up the kung fu and martial arts world with their new cinematic visions. I wish I could hop the pond and be there myself, but I'm hoping some of you listeners will report in and let me know how it went. Visit the Facebook page or the Instagram Fighting Spirit Film Festival or Twitter at FS Film Festival. I'll put those links in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. If you're there, show some love to these artists because we fans will get to enjoy their work for a long time. Five Shaolin Masters, a.k.a. Five Masters of Death, is a 1974 Shaw Brothers kung fu film directed by Chang Che that highlights the historic Shaolin rivalry with the Manchu. A quick note to anyone who's checking this out for the first time, this movie is technically a sequel to Shaolin Temple, which was released two years later in 1976. The end of that film leads pretty much directly into the beginning of this one, with several actors reprising their roles, though some parts of the story get kind of bent out of shape a bit. Still, if you get the chance, track down Shaolin Temple and watch that along with this to get the bigger picture because it's worth it. That being said, you don't need to watch Shaolin Temple to enjoy this film because there's so much going on here you'll be working through it for a while. Another quick note, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I try to highlight all the fight scenes with a sound drop. Fight scene. However, I won't be doing that as much for this film because, and trust me, this is a good because, this film is filled with so much kung fu action I'd use up all my bandwidth just dropping in that sound clip. Seriously, this film is wall-to-wall beatdown, and it's glorious. The English dub version that I'm watching opens up the movie with a very news anchor-like rundown of what sets this whole film in motion. During the Manchu dynasty in China, the Shaolin Monastery was attacked and destroyed by fire by kung fu experts of the Manchu government. The Shaolin Monastery, famous for the teaching of the martial arts, was suspected by the government of harboring and training rebels, and most of them there were killed during the attack. Survivors were few and were hunted down relentlessly by the Manchus. However, Hong Si Quan escaped to Guangdong. Here, he joined forces with another survivor, Fong Si Yi. Five others fled to central China, where the people called them the Five Shaolin Masters. And then we get thrown right into the heat of battle as we watch several Shaolin students engage with the Manchu soldiers and getting slaughtered in the process. When out of the trees pops Chai Dejong, played by Ti Lung, who, even though he's unarmed, takes on all the sword-wielding Manchu and cuts them down one by one. He's got this rolling fanfare playing behind him as he lays waste to the Manchu, even sending one rolling down a steep embankment. We get a freeze frame, then a quick cut to another Shaolin man, Ma Cho Xing, played by Fu Sheng, racing through a field with several Manchu in hot pursuit. Ma comes to a dead stop in the field and strikes a cocksure pose that freezes the Manchu for a second, but they re-engage and get summarily dispatched by the swift and powerful strikes of Mr. Ma. He has to witness several other Shaolin brothers get slaughtered before taking off in a dead sprint again. Another freeze frame, and we cut to a bunch of other students running down a path where they're met by one of the Manchu strike force leaders, whose weapon of choice is an axe head on a rope. I can't imagine that's a very accurate or easily handled weapon, but of course, this guy makes it look like you're only a half-man if you can't swing it like he does. 
Most of this group get cut down, but one guy, Fang Ta Hung, played by Meng Fei, manages to escape and tears off on his own. Freeze cut again to a lone student, Li Shi Kai, played by Chai Quan Chun, who rushes right into a group of Manchu, but they prove to be no match even with their swords blazing. Freeze cut again, this time to a villain intro, as we catch one student running right into evil Manchu twins. There's a funny little moment here where the Shaolin man is sizing up this threat and one of the twins flashes a very awkward smile before they run the guy through with their batons. They quickly hide behind a low rock wall as three other students come running right at them. They pop up and take care of two of the guys, but one slips away, only to run into another of the strike force leaders, General Chen, who uses his own ponytail like a whip and with one strike takes out the last guy. As the guy falls, Hu Dei Di, played by David Chang, runs onto the scene and, surveying the threat ahead, slows his roll and simply saunters towards the Manchu, easy like Sunday morning. The Manchu quickly surround him, but Mr. Hu plays off the whole thing and politely surrenders. All right. You got me. I give up. General Chen rightfully doesn't buy it as Mr. Hu quickly rips through the soldiers and manages to escape into the mountains. Freeze frame cut now to our five heroes as they catch up with one another at a river crossing and take a moment to figure things out. Only five of us escaped? Seems the Manchus had it planned well. Too damn well. They must have had a spy. I'm quite sure of that. So be careful. We cut over to another head villain, Chen San, played by Brian Long, known affectionately to Kung Fu fans as Beardy, because the guy had mad facial hair game. He's with his cohort, Chang Chin Chu, played by Feng Hark On, and they're joined by General Chen, played by Chang Tao, as well as Pao Yeo Long, otherwise known as the Rope Axe Dude, played by Sai Hung. They've gathered to meet the last of their villains club, Ma Fu Yi, played by Wang Long Wei, who has now played the villain in the last four movies I've done. He's one bad dude, but he's so good at it. A fallen Shaolin student clinging to life identifies Ma Fu Yi as the traitor that our hero suspected at the start of the film. Ma Fu Yi, you, you were the spy then. Ma Fu Yi snuffs this guy out while the villains take stock of their situation. Though they know that some students escaped and that they might try to gather reinforcements, Ma Fu Yi is not too worried. Their Kung Fu isn't very good. But we might be able to use them to lead us to the others. Our five heroes, meanwhile, gather to plan out their next move. Some want to take the fight to the Manchu right away. Mr. Fu, however, has another idea. My plan is to head up north. It's safer. Try and recruit some more men. We arrange some contact codes, like the hand signs. Apparently, all the Shaolin students know the secret code and use it to identify one another. Fu Sheng's character, Ma Cho, clearly not the brightest bulb in the box, can't seem to remember the hand signal, which is simply a raised open hand with the index finger curled down. Ma Cho gets a little chuckle here as he struggles to emulate the sign and has to force his fingers into shape. The group decides to split up to cover more ground, but emphasize that they need to be wary of the traitor spy that was once one of them. Before they part ways, the brothers gather for one last vow. Before heaven, we all swear. Whatever it may cost, we'll avenge our friends. Checking in with the bad guys, the traitor Ma informs the group that there are only five fugitives on the run. Ropax dismisses them, but traitor Ma warns them not to underestimate Mr. Hu. Well, who is this Yu Tei? He's a famous Kung Fu expert. They two decide to split up and try to track down as many of them as they can. Now we catch up with Mr. Chai as he stops at a roadside tea house. As he sits down to order, he sets up several cups in a precise formation, pours tea into some of the cups, and then just waits. One guy steps up to the table and reaches for a cup, but within moments of extending his hand, Mr. Chai strikes out and a brawl ensues. T. Long has it out against five other tea house patrons and looks smooth as silk while doing it. Another patron in the shop seems to be on Mr. Chai's side as he engages some of the goons. Using a combination of kung fu and tea house benches, the pair manage to drive off the pretenders. 
Returning to his cup code setup, the stranger responds correctly, then answers with the proper hand sign, and Mr. Shine knows he's found an ally. They meet up with other supporters who are dubious at first, but rally to the cause. On another dusty road, Rope Axe is busy, quote-unquote, interrogating Shaolin supporters in his own unique way. After administering a hefty beatdown on a suspect, Rope Axe allows him to break through the lines for a moment to try and run away. As he's sprinting up the path, Rope Axe is handed his signature weapon and, after a few twirls, launches it into the back of the fugitive. The runner doesn't die right away, however. Instead, he staggers away and runs right into Mr. Chai and his new compatriots. Chai recognizes Rope Axe's handiwork, but before they can beat a hasty retreat, Rope Axe cuts down another supporter and he and his minions close in around Chai and his men. But the heroic Chai? He's got this. You go on. I'll follow. But you... Get going! Chai throws himself right at the Manchu army and starts cutting through the ranks. T-Lung spins and punches his way past the first wave of soldiers when he's joined by his newly acquired supporters. It's a free-for-all until Rope Axe himself wades into the melee and makes a beeline for Mr. Chai. Chai and Rope Axe go at it hard for a bit with neither guy giving any quarter. Rope Axe's objective, though, isn't to cut down Mr. Chai just yet. Instead, he abandons the fight midway and pushes through to his henchman where he's given his weapon. He starts using it to insert a whole lot more chaos into the already chaotic scene. He manages to disrupt several Shaolin supporters and then brutally rips through one of them. Chai bum-rushes him and wraps him up tight while ordering his men to get out of there. Rope Axe proves to be pretty strong as he breaks Chai's grasp. Chai follows after his compatriots and manages to duck the pursuing Rope Axe. At a rendezvous point, Chai makes a grim realization. You were right. That guy Pao, I could hold him, but that's all I could do, though. He was just too strong for me. Even against the odds, his newfound clan aren't about to give up on him. Robo! Sushi Jackknife is a weekly show about depressed children's characters, dead soul of my mother that lives in the moon, and uh... <laughs> an apathetic Jorge shook his head no and walked off. Christmas Tuba Man. You've been brought here on a mission of the most high import Tuba Man. Planets of Miserable Slugs. So on this giant slug planet, I can't get over this idea. Giant slug planet. <laughs> I, I, I really... There's one musical slug, just one? Just one. Just one? Yeah. And do his song for me and he day? And he just... He only plays it to torment the other slug. Super Bananas from the past. He's a super banana from the past. He's from the past. He went to the future, but he's from the past. Walmart haiku. At last, dreams come true. Bullets, hot pockets, nose spray, all in the same place. <laughs> Original games. Number two. Yes. Who said it? Garrison Keeler or Lil Wayne? Uh huh. A girl in a bikini is like having a loaded pistol on your coffee table. There's nothing wrong with them, but it's hard to stop thinking about it. But that's Lil Wayne. No, dude. It's Garrison Keeler. Sushi Jackknife is over 50 episodes strong and as binge-worthy as The Vicar of Dibley. No one knows what that is. You're, you're right. I mean, No one knows. I mean, I know what it is. Is it, it necessary that people know what it is? Well, I mean, you just referenced an obscure British sitcom that no one watched. I mean, I watched it. You are literally... The, <laughs> the people on the show didn't watch it. Yeah. Anyway. The opening was a hymn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like a lot of people know about hymns. No, but... I, no one cares. Okay. <laughs> Well, if you want, if it, like, comes around, like, listen to Sushi Jackknife. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and whatever the fuck else. Yeah. Yeah. We exist.
Elsewhere, Lee Shi Kai meets up with a bunch of his supporters after surviving a Manchu search on the road thanks to the help of his driver. The driver and leader of this group cautions a measured approach to their plans, but the impulsive Li Shikai wants to take the fight to the Manchu general, Chang Chin Chu, immediately. Even though they haven't had as much proper training as they should, the Shaolin lay a trap for Chang Chin Chu and wait for their quarry. Chang and his group walk right into the trap, but that's not necessarily a good thing for the Shaolin. Well, this time, you're not going to get away. We get another all-out brawl with Fong Hark on putting on a brilliant display of his skill as he fights with both Li Shikai and the Shaolin troop leader, who uses a pitchfork as his weapon. Li Shikai gets separated from this fight as he has to go to the aid of the other supporters, taking down several dozen Manchu as he goes. The driver is left to fend for himself against General Chang and is very much in the fight for most of it. Fung Hark On demonstrates some impressive flexibility and speed as he eventually turns the tables on the driver and hooks his fingers deep into his posed midsection before hightailing it out of there. Li Shikai and company catch up to the driver only to find him dying of his wounds. It's my fault. It was I who killed you. We cut to a town where a bound Gordon Liu playing a Shaolin supporter is being hauled in for questioning. One of our heroes, Fang Tao Hung, helps him escape into the alleys, but Beardy is there with his troops to make sure they don't get out alive. <laughs> I did expect we'd catch ourselves a couple of fish here if we all waited around. But I didn't expect that we would catch one of the top Shaolin men, Fang Tao Hung. Gordon Liu, realizing who he's been saved by, tells Mr. Fang that he was supposed to meet with his group that numbers about 80 men. After giving him this information, he rushes straight into Beardy to give Mr. Fang time to escape. In this really tight alley, Gordon Liu and Beardy get right into it. What's interesting about this fight is that Beardy, a very well-known kung fu film actor, actually doesn't know any martial arts at all. He was, however, gifted with the ability to mimic any actions that he studied and really plays it off as the real deal. He certainly looks like he can more than hold his own in any fight. Fang Tao Hung can't leave well enough alone, so he joins the fray as the soldiers drop down from the roof with their spears. In the extremely close quarters battle, Gordon Liu distracts the soldiers long enough for Fang to leap up and out of there. Unfortunately, a Manchu soldier does land a spear strike, but it barely slows him down as he and Beardy keep the fight going. It takes a shower of arrows rained down from above to finally take him down. Echoing the situations with his fellow Shaolin men, he hooks up with a group of sympathizers, but he has to deal with his own failings in the battle. In another town, a hungry and miserable Ma Cho is walking from food stand to food stand, randomly flashing the hand signal of his compatriots. All he receives, however, are blank stares, until two patrons at a stand follow him as he walks away. As he turns a corner, out pops Ma Fu Yi himself. After more failed attempts at using his codes to score some food, a few Manchu soldiers try to arrest him. Fu Sheng, who could have been a major star had his life not been cut so tragically short, flashes his skill as he stops four Manchu from taking him in. As he leaves the restaurant, Ma Fu Yi follows closely behind. Sensing he's being followed, Ma Cho wheels around and throws a punch, but it's caught by Ma Fu Yi. However, unaware that he's talking to the traitor that sold Shaolin up the river, Ma Cho welcomes Ma Fu Yi as a survivor. Ma Fu Yi, of course, uses that to his advantage and tries to pump some info from Ma Cho by plying him with food. When Ma Fu Yi asks how all the sympathizers identify one another, Ma Cho is about to spill the beans on all their codes when he remembers what Mr. Hu said in their last meeting. Well, for example, there's a hand sign. Uh, I think there was a spy. There has to be. Ma Cho tries to test Ma Fu Yi's patience by stalling and susses out for himself that he's dealing with the spy. Wang Lung Wei and Fu Sheng throw down for a very brief fight, but Ma Cho's objective is elsewhere, so he hustles out of there and tries to lock Ma Fu Yi in the restaurant. As he's racing away, he ideas a patriot and enlists his help. Together they take on Ma Fuyi, but he proves to be their better. Ma Cho ties him up for a moment and tells the patriot to run and tell the others that Ma Fuyi is the traitor that they're after. 
Meanwhile, Ma Fuyi turns the tables on Ma Cho and locks him in an armbar and drags him in for questioning. Finally, we catch up with Mr. Hu as he's off to visit a bandit leader known as Iron Face to try and recruit him to the cause. Iron Face is leery of Shaolin men, though, because of the news of the traitor. In order to prove himself, Iron Face instructs Mr. Hu to bring him the magistrate's head. Hu agrees to the terms but leaves with a plea for Iron Face to continue the fight should he die. The speech proves to be an inspirational and moving force for Iron Face's men. On the road to the magistrate, Hu runs into his compatriots who are on their way to help him. There he learns that Macho has been captured by the traitor Ma Fu Yi. Speaking of Ma Fu Yi, he's taken Macho into a torture chamber where he's showing him all the nasty toys at his disposal. Macho, in either a show of bravado or stupidity, openly mocks him and swears he'll never talk. Tell me about those contact codes. Right. I'll talk. Look. Huh? This is something especially for you, dumb bastard, so watch it. Anything else? When the guards get distracted by a commotion outside, Macho seizes the opportunity and tries to escape. He fights his way through the guards with Ma Fu Yi giving chase. Meanwhile, outside, Mr. Hu and his little army have made their way to the building when the other four villains pop out ready to meet them head on. There's an all-out blitz here in the courtyard as opposing armies spill into one another and heroes face off against villains. It would take forever to try and highlight all the best moments of this scene, but Iron Face and his crew do show up and join the battle with a fierce one-on-one -on -one scrum against Ma Fu Yi himself. Forced to retreat from the battle to meet up with the others, Ma Cho and Mr. Hu make their way back to Iron Face's hideout. There, the heroes face their own shortcomings against their foes and come to a realization. Shaolin Kung Fu, there's so much more. It's our fault that we were beaten. But we'll remedy that, I promise. It's going to take an awful long time to learn that. It doesn't matter if it takes us years. We've lots of time. We'll have to find a safe place. Each of the five decide to learn specific styles to counter their enemies, and they figure the best place to continue learning is the one place where the Manchu won't look, the burned-out ruins of Shaolin Temple itself. Over the next 18 months, our heroes spend their time training in the new styles they've chosen to learn. We get a great montage of sequences showing each guy practicing their new weapons and forms. Mind you, each of these guys is learning their new techniques without the benefit of master. I'm pretty sure that if I sequestered myself for a few months and tried to learn a new style of kung fu on my own, I'd emerge with something that looked sort of like Elaine Bennis' dancing from Seinfeld. <laughs> Hi, I'm Thomas Hall, and this is The Hit List. Five Kung Fu movies you need to see. This week's Hit List, five movies where violence isn't the answer. First up is the Shaw Brothers classic, The Master, starring Tak Yen and Quan Tai Chen. It is the story of a young student who saves a Kung Fu master who is beaten up brutally and helps him heal. And in this healing, he learns the style of this master of Kung Fu. And he also learns that fighting and going after somebody for revenge isn't always the best uh, choice of action. It's not just a Kung Fu movie. It's not just a fantastic action movie. But it's really a study in how one person mentors another and shows them the best way not only to be a martial artist, but to live and to try and survive in a world that is very complicated. It's really an intriguing movie, it's a lot of fun, and you'll really enjoy it even from just the, the straight action point of view. Next up is The Pirates. It's a Korean Kung Fu action movie with Nam Ji Kim and Ji Yin Sun. 
It's a story about a bandit and a pirate who try to find this royal seal that was lost at sea and actually swallowed by a whale. They open the eyes of the ruler of the country to show him how he is really abusing his power and how he needs to take into consideration the well-being of the population and not just his own personal glory. It's really a fantastic kung fu movie. It was originally filmed in 3D, so it's got all kinds of crazy action sequences, and it's a really funny and touching film as well. You really need to see it. The third movie for the week is The Banquet, a.k.a. The Legend of the Black Scorpion. It stars Zizang and Daniel Wu, and it's actually a kung fu version of Shakespeare's Hamlet. Just like in Hamlet, it's about a father who gets killed by the uncle who steals the mother who's the queen and the son who has to try and get the uncle father, now stepfather, to be... Um, tried for his crimes or at least to, to expose them to the world. Just like the original Hamlet, it's a very sad tale of what revenge can actually do to somebody if they carry it out and how it can not only uh, damage the person who is taking the revenge but the entire family structure as well suffers because of this terrible act. The kung fu in this movie is fantastic, the action is great, the acting is wonderful. It's really a worthwhile movie to see, even just from a movie standpoint. And if you love Hamlet, you're going to absolutely know exactly how it's going to go and you're going to think, man, this is a fantastic movie. Another movie that fits this same theme is Hero. It's got Jet Li, Zizang, Maggie Chung, and a cast of amazing modern kung fu artists. It's the complex tale of how an assassin uses his uh, lies, his deceit, and even his relationships with other uh, criminals and people of uh, the kung fu world to try and get close enough to the king in order to kill him. But he uses that opportunity not to kill the king, but to show how that king needs to unify China and put aside all of the different political issues that are going on in, in the country. It's a beautifully filmed movie. It's a wonderfully acted movie. And it's extremely um, complex because you never really know who's telling the truth until the very last bit of the movie. So if you watch it, you really need to pay attention, but it's worth every second that you give it. Finally, we have a classic that needs really no introduction, and if I have to really hype it to you, um, you probably don't watch a lot of Shaw Brothers movies, but it's the Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. It's the story of a man who was betrayed on the battlefield, who an entire family um, of patriots who were practically wiped out. And it's about uh, two brothers who survive. One who has... Uh, a severe mental disability afterwards uh, from basically uh, shock syndrome of being on the battlefield and the other one who actually joins a monastery and tries to get away from the life of, of a soldier because he feels that he has not uh, fulfilled his uh, destiny and his duty and what happens in the course of the movie is not only does he get his revenge but 
he realizes that it's not necessary to kill people in order to get them to stop doing what you want them to stop doing. It's really a wonderful, complex tale. And if you see it, it, the action scenes in this movie are just absolutely stunning. And the fact that most of them were done with minimal wire work is just absolutely incredible. Well, that's my hit list for this week. This has been Tom Hall, and I hope you tune in next week for yet another list of five movies that you need to see. When word arrives that a special envoy is in town to meet with the heroes, they decide that now is the time to go do what needs to be done. Meanwhile, the villains who have gotten a bit complacent are also interested in the envoy's arrival. When they get word that some of the heroes have been spotted, they decide to go after them themselves. Here we learn that Mafuyi was able to successfully torture a sympathizer and has the contact codes that he sought from Macho. Following a trail of stone codes, they track our heroes to a river, on the road to meeting with the envoy. In a final face-off, our heroes, all dressed in white, square off against the garishly-dressed villains in an epic brawl for all the marbles. Final fight! Our heroes deploy a divide-and-conquer strategy so they can each go one-on-one -on -one against their chosen foe. This scene cuts from one fight to another, giving you just enough from each to keep you coming back. The heroes try out their new styles to varying degrees of success, at least initially. Mafuyi is especially dismissive of Macho's new skill. You're a Shaolin man? Who taught you how to fight? Li Shi Kai and Cheng Chin Chu's fight is incredible to watch for the speed and skill as Li Shi Kai switches from style to style. But the other fights are equally mesmerizing as heroes and villains adapt to one another and try to gain the upper hand. Mr. Hu has his hands full with General Chen and the twins, but his new whip blade weapon deals some swift and gruesome damage. In a throwback to the intro of the movies, we get some awesome freeze frames at the moment of victory for one or the other. I won't spoil it for you, so you'll have to go watch the movie to find out who wins and who's a stain on the side of the mountain. Every day, whether you realize it or not, you're moved by the power of visual communication. And that's by design. At Tinbox Marketing Solutions, the goal of that design is to bring effective communication to a myriad of people through shape, color, texture, and sound. Tinbox is a creative services group located in Los Angeles, California, by way of New York City. Their clients include La Tigre, Konami, Pony Footwear, and comedian Jerry Seinfeld. For the bleeding edge in graphic design and print services, don't think outside the box. There is no box. TinboxSolutions.com All in all, this is a great movie with a fantastic cast and should definitely be checked out, especially if you like wall-to-wall -wall fighting. If anything, and it's hard to even say this, there may be too much fighting crammed into some very, very short sequences. I got over it though, and so will you, so go check out the film because it's available on Netflix, iTunes, and YouTube, and let me know what you think. Okay, gang, that's going to do it for this week, but as always, hit me up on Twitter at KungFuDriving, same on Instagram or on Facebook, or just drop me an email, KungFuDriving at gmail.com. Quick shout out to the So Wizard podcast for reaching their 100th show without a stop. I hope I can get there too someday. Also, props to the whole Potter family hashtag on Twitter for being such a great family of shows. Do check them out because you will find something good, I promise. I do want to celebrate my 5,000th download, which happened sometime during the work on this episode, so thank you to you guys for continuing to tune in. This is a humble little show, but I like to think that the fans of this show are the most loyal, so to get to that 5,000 number is a big deal for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next week, Poison Clan, peace. Ready for some action, drink a little wine and get drunk and then we're fighting. Ha. 
This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine and get a drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws I see the iron fist in bunk before the daily prayers Shouting monks on the hands running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless idea roaming over the land Yeah the little bitch soldier is old and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, Got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars then pause here applause Not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good but boards don't hit back Yeah the death jewels here Derry D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jet Li's even faster the had a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang-Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style Yeah the the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slash and blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassin She's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the wall, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleashed The fist of legend at the car Jet Li I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting